Good evening and welcome to Swimming with the Fish, where tonight's show is dedicated to the four elements. We've uh, decided to have a little bit of a rant tonight, and we all found fun stories in our past, which can be tied to your basic earth, air, fire, and water. Good evening. I am Crutch, and as always, I'm here with the Chief and the Goon. Good evening, Chief. How are you? I'm alive, which is amazing. <clears throat> yeah, considering the stuff we're going to talk about, it's amazing any of us are alive. Goon, how are you this evening? Like, likewise, just happy to be alive, considering some of the things that we will share tonight. I, I just wanted to know, Crutch, so we can know what kind of an evening it's going to sure, be. Sure, sure. How, how much coffee have you had today? All of it. Oh, I'm sorry, you I, want an actual ounce amount or something like that? How, how much in the last, say, two hours? Mm, I've only had one cup in the last two hours. However, I did have some soda, which, of course, also has caffeine. And I did drink uh, six cups at work. So, yeah, we're good. <laughs> we're, we're doomed, Chief. We're, we're doomed. I'm used to it. Gentlemen, I am as fine as frog hair. I heard that the other day, and I thought that was very clever. I, I don't know what to say. Well, it's, no, it's so fine you can't see it. That's, that's how fine I am. And it's amazing that I'm this fine because, frankly, um, I'm from an age when we did a lot of stupid things in our youth which nowadays would find you in the news or in witness protection or, or at least, you know, uh, child protective services. And that's kind of the theme tonight, folks. We're just all going to bring up the really stupid things we all did as kids, and yet we are here to talk about it. We're also going to include certain people who are not part of the show, but we're going to change their names to protect the innocent. They're not innocent if they're on this show. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that, that's certainly true. There, and, there and- is that. And these, these activities that we uh, uh, participated in or created out of our own minds. Absolutely. Uh, when our parents said, what are you doing? We said, messing around. Or nothing. Nothing, yeah, okay. Or, or, or we didn't talk to them until after it was over. And, you know, that had to explain the bruises. Or the smoke. Or the smoke. Smoke, smoke is a... <laughs> well, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, so... Uh, where do we start? Where do we start? Let's start with air. Is this air we're starting with? Yes. Or that's air we're starting with. We are starting with air. Um, so I always had a fascination with um, how parachutes worked. You're probably all cringing right now. I lived in a development that had uh, roads that had a, a really good incline. So if you had one of those old-fashioned red rocket um, wagons, the ones where you could actually steer with the handle if you bent it backwards, you know, like a steering handle. They were great because you could roll down this road and, you know, God forbid you get to the bottom because it's a, it's a T-intersection and, you know, we never got splattered, but it got close a few times. So we thought, you know, we really need some sort of braking system. So I came up with a brilliant idea. I took one of my old school book bags and I tied four cotton ropes to the corners. I put the book bag up against my chest, and two of the ropes went over my shoulders, and two of the ropes went around the back of me. At the other end of those four 
ropes to the four corners of a sheet. I did tie them. It's like that little old English kind of there. Anyway, then I packed up that all and sat it behind me, and I down the hill I went in Mr. Red Wagon, and I got up a good clip of speed. And then it, when I thought it was ready, I just reached behind me and pushed that little sheet out of the back, and uh, you hear that <laughs> noise. And uh, in my case, I came to a very sudden slow down, just like you would expect. It worked great. I was so happy. My best friend, who's... Uh, whose real name is, is something. We're just going to call him Stuart. He says, well, now I want to I try. Now you have to understand, um, I'm, I'm a big guy, and I've always been kind of big. Even when I was a kid, I was a little stocky. Stuart, you know, basically had to wear heavy shoes to keep from getting blown away. So up the hill, we take the wagon, and I get them all set up, and down the hill he goes, and he does exactly the same thing I did at exactly the same part in the road. The only difference was... Um, the mass calculation on our part was um, we probably didn't need to use the same size sheet. We probably used a smaller one, you know, a little less pull, because it yanked him right out of the wagon. Um, it was like one of those cartoons where, you know, the guy's riding in the little vehicle, and the vehicle keeps going, and he just stops. Because he stopped, and then he kind of he bounced at least once on his butt. And, and he was not happy about that, because sitting oh. hurt for like the next day or two. Um, but it was funny. I mean, I thought it was funny. Um, I mean, later on, he, you know, he got back at me. But that's another story for another time. And, and that was the full extent of our drag shoot tests. Uh, I, I, for my part, claim it as a dramatic success. He claimed it as an abject failure. I, I don't and know. And yet I we think, survived. <laughs> and there's entertainment value there. Did, um, did any explaining have to go on to the parents about this? They were kind of wondering why there was, like, shred marks on the back of his pants. But... Um, we just fell down. Yeah, just fell down. You know, at about fifteen miles an hour. <laughs> Good times. How about you, Goon? What'd you do? Anything so, fun? you know, I also had a fascination with parachutes, and this is back back in in my day. There wasn't any hang gliding. There really wasn't a whole lot of skydiving. Parachuting is something that you know army men did. Right. In, in watch fact, out for pterodactyls. Right. I, I don't remember. I don't. I t- <laughs> Thank you for the Toy Story reference. Well, um, that could have been AIDS-related as well. Kind of where I was going, but, you know, that's pot and kettle, you know. Hello. Okay. Well, at any rate, um, I think we were playing Army. And, and back back behind the house, I grew up in New England. Uh, there was um, a, a, a hill. That well, was old England. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, how did I know this was going to happen? That's it. I, I hate you, sir. Hate the coffee, not the guy. Thank you. <laughs> Have another I'm sip. Then. Okay, wait a second. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. No one interrupted me. I will be. Are sure. we done now? Are we done now? I am. I'm, I'm sorry. You, I'll, it's I'll, okay. I'm, I'm fine. I'll be quiet. I promise. <laughs> He's going to keep right doing now. it. <laughs> I know. I know I'm he fine. is. Uh, so. We decided that we wanted to make parachutes and jump off the cliff and be army men. Awesome. Um, so what we could find to make parachutes out of was, like, hefty trash bags. And we spent, I don't know, half a day anyway, very carefully using, I don't even remember what, staples, tape, whatever, to make <laughs> to make parachutes. Yeah. Yeah, you can see where this was going to go if we actually jumped off the um, 
the hill was actually about 40 feet tall, a, a cliff really. Uh, and we decided, you know, we better run a test. Kind of like you you ran a test, but you bravely did it yourself. We we weren't I, that I brave. Am, I am the Chuck Yanker of, you know, <laughs> downhill wagon um, drag shoots. So there you go. We decided that rather than uh, risking one of our lives, we would use it. We would perform a test. So we got a uh, big bag full of rocks to which we tied our uh, homemade parachute. Mm-hmm. And we climbed up the cliff and we went to the edge and we threw the bag of rocks off the cliff with the, with the uh, parachute trailing merrily behind it. Mm-hmm. How'd that yeah. Work? Yeah. They felt like a bag of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> you mean to tell me the parachute had absolutely no drag whatsoever. It didn't even open. Oh, so it's just going... <laughs> it was, it was just basically all the way down. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then it, you know, crashes at the bottom and, splinters into a million pieces wow. spraying the rocks all over and we looked over and did kind of a Cheech and Chong uh, good thing we didn't put that on us <laughs> wow. and, no, and no parents were informed about this in fact uh, my cousin and I are probably the only ones who know that we actually did this That's right. It well never that happened. and the millions of people who will be listening to this episode or at least three because that still puts us above MSNBC <laughs> there's that Maybe we should change that to Fox News the way they're going. Oh, you are not kidding, boy! Talk about talk about snatching uh, defeat from the mouth of victory. Indeed. So, so chief, what about yourself? Well, so I did not believe in parachutes. So when, when it's always got to be one better, you know. I'm just saying. <laughs> when when me and my uh, Native Americans, we well, you know, there were the Windwalkers. And they would go up I and... That was Wind Talkers. No, Wind Walkers. Who do you think built the New York skyscrapers? It was oh, Native I, Americans. I, was because it really? we did not have a fear of height. Now, Can you teach me how to do that? would say God's good common sense, but okay. <laughs> Regardless of that, we, uh, as soon as we got a deck, we decided that we could use the deck to climb up on the shed and keep going up. And soon yeah. enough, we... We were about 10 to 12 feet above the ground. They were like, hey, we're on top of uh, a really high spot, and we have some running distance. Well, there. Now. Because that helps. <laughs> There's a match made in heaven right there. <laughs> we, we, Speed and distance to fall. Yeah. <laughs> we do not need uh, to climb back down. And we had been learning about... Oh, you'll take care of that. <laughs> well, we learned about geometry, and... <laughs> We just figured, you know, this was, of course, before parkour. So, you know, we weren't yelling parkour or anything. We just decided, hey, if we ran and jumped, would we be able to start going horizontal? The answer was no. But <laughs> <laughs> I imagine you guys hit like a bag of wet cement. Uh, or, so or a bag of rocks. <laughs> we, yeah. We had been taking martial arts, so the first thing you learn is how to fall. So we were able to divert a lot of the energy in a different direction most of the time. The time when we didn't, our knees hit our chin. Oh, Ow. <laughs> I'm compressed into a ball. But hey, mm. valuable lessons were learned. Physics was experienced. <laughs> Math is tough. <laughs> That's right. Science oh is not God. is not for the people who are you know a little bit a uh, little bit faint of heart. No, 
It's sometimes it's better to let other things fly than you. Indeed, certainly was my experience. Yes. Um, in particular, um, I, uh, I, uh, <laughs> in addition to drag shoots, um, I had a fascination with model rocketry as a kid. Now, this particular story isn't necessarily about model rocketry. It's more about revenge. I used to live near a quarry, and on Sunday, the quarry was closed. And I had uh, two friends, the, the previously mentioned uh, butt-abraced Stuart and another friend, Eric. And the three of us would go down to the quarry where they had three large piles of rocks, big rocks, medium rocks, and like rock dust. And we each took our hills with our BB guns and several empty tin cans back in the day when the cans were actually made of tin. And what you would do is you'd line up the cans about 15 feet down below you, because you're up at the top of the hill, little ledge, line them up. And the object of this game was shoot out the other two guys' cans before all of your cans fall. Last guy with a can, up is the winner. Now, we're all pretty decent shots, so, you know, random statistics. Sometimes Stuart wins, sometimes Eric wins, sometimes Crutch wins. It's all a wonderful thing. Until Eric's dad, who was, um, before they had the term prepper, he was a prepper. He was definitely one of those, you know, apocalypse is coming. Of course, this is back in the 70s, so he was just way ahead of his time. He bought Eric a new BB gun. One of these ones that fires not pew, 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 but pew, 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 pew. Red Rider, uh, 100-shot uh, <laughs> range model air rifle? <laughs> um, I don't remember the exact model. All I remember is we'd get down there. You'd hear, brr, 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 and that was pretty much Eric winning over and over and over again. Well, it you know kind of sucked all the fun out of the game, so I decided I'm going to escalate things. So um, I had in my collection of model rockets these very tiny little model rockets, which the goon reminded me were called sprites. And a sprite is a rocket that is so light it doesn't actually require a recovery mechanism like streamers or a parachute. It just kind of back, falls back to Earth because on a model rocket, the solid booster fires in the opposite direction, which normally is called the ejection charge. It normally um, pushes out some uh, flame-proof wadding and then your parachute or streamer. But in the case of the Sprite, the entire engine section ejected to reduce the weight of the Sprite, and then it would just float back to Earth. Well, it would do that had I not glued the engine in place. <laughs> Engineering at its finest. Thank you. I, I was going to be an engineer even before I was an engineer. Um, above the ejection charge, I took a tiny little baggie and walked over to my dad's uh, supplies for his uh, lawnmower and put in a few drops of gasoline and then sealed the baggie, put that in, and then glued in the nose cone. So we basically have an ejection charge, gasoline, and nowhere for it to go. Oh my, plus, plus that ejection charge is hot gases. Well, by gosh, it is. <laughs> um, so I Imagine. took all of that stuff, and Saturday night after everybody went to bed, I, I walked all of my rocket equipment down to my hill. We always took the same hills. Put all my stuff up on the hill, and then went back home and went back to bed. Sunday morning, we go down like we normally go, and Eric is just beaming because he knows he's going to be opening a high-caliber can of whoop-butt. <laughs> so you hear from Eric, and then you hear as I launch three of these little missiles of death in his general direction. Um, no calculation, no, you know, we didn't do any math. 
we just shot him in the general direction and God likes fireworks. That's all I can figure because <laughs> these three things exploded pretty much right over his head. Um, raining down little pieces of burning paper. Um, I believe he lost an eyebrow. <laughs> and uh, I then got to spend the next hour being chased through the woods adjacent to the to the quarry uh, as um, Eric emptied magazine after magazine in my general direction. Um, I do, in fact, have a couple of scars in my left arm from where his random shooting of rage had been you know, to- toasted a little bit, um, did actually make contact. Luckily, like uh, Khan, Nuni, and Sun, um, Eric was very much thinking in two dimensions and didn't realize that I had gone up a tree and basically sat up in the tree for about an hour and a half and was very quiet. Um, the bus stop Monday morning uh, was a very awkward place to be. Eric just uh- kept glaring at me with his one eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> Did he eventually forgive you? Oh, absolutely. We were we were fast friends within a couple of days. So, well, you know, I've got a bandage on my elbow. He's got a bandage over his eye, and people are going, "What happened?" And all he said was explosion, and all I said was gunshot, and people were like looking at us. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart, on the other hand, he's he's walking around going, "Hey, nothing happened to me this time." You know, you know, <laughs> every time we get lucky. You know, oh, I love model rockets. They're How about awesome. you, Chief? Well, well, I don't have a problem with model rockets. My friend, who we will call Fuzzy Bunny, uh, he just... <laughs> is, is that a Native American no, name? No, that, that was actually a nickname for him. Wow. Yes. But he just... runs, runs with rocket booster. <laughs> well, maybe he should have run. But you know, when, when you light something and you're not sure that it... Uh, you know, it you'll you hear the and then you hear it stop, and you're like, "Oh, what happened?" You approach. That's what you do. <laughs> so you know, uh, approaching is one thing; picking it up mm-hmm. is another. Picking it up <laughs> with a closed fist and turning it around, and what? <laughs> going like, "Where where the fuse go?" Well, He's like looking into where the fu- the burning part was. Well, he found like, out. Like looking down the barrel of a gun. <laughs> And and when when it went boom, off off went his hand. And oh my gosh! So at at that point, you know, he could only play three finger Monty instead of five. You know, he was. It always amazed me that he could still type, <laughs> seeing how so, he was a couple digits down. Wow! Oh my gosh! That, you know, yeah. we, I we still have all my equipment. I'm I'm lucky that way. Yeah, my mother told me that stuff like that would happen to me, but I've not ever heard of anyone who actually had it happen to them. You're, still you're scared. Anybody put their eye out, but you know, it's an abject reminder. Yeah. Now, it, it didn't it didn't stop us from doing dumb stuff. It just shows, okay, it really does happen when we do this. The consequences are real. Wow, that's um a little sobering. Why is it they let us play with model rockets? <laughs> I mean, who I I know we'll give them explosives. <laughs> it's good, clean American fun. It's like lawn darts. <laughs> oh God! I wonder if you could combine those two. I mean, the 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 
the jarts are pretty heavy, but I'll bet if you I'll bet if you wrapped enough rocket into see, that's why. That's why we have these stories. This is this is this is a place you don't want to go because it's bad enough when it comes down under gravity, but you wanna boost it a little. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it impaled the Rottweiler right to the sidewalk. <laughs> Maybe you could land like, it. Like they had to be King Arthur to pull that thing out. I, I'm thinking maybe embed it in the side of your neighbor's pool. That might be that might be amusing. That, that would be funny. So the dog is stuck to the pool and the water's pouring out and he's just here. Oh yes. I you know, I, I was also a, a model rocket fan, but my early experimentation wasn't um, wasn't nearly as successful as yours. In fact, um you know the movie The Right Stuff where they show you all the early NASA launches? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of more like uh, what my friends and I experienced. Um, Never quite off the pad. Pushing the button, nothing happens. And, uh, 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 Chief, I was smart enough to look at somebody else and go, go check. <laughs> <laughs> and that made me destined for management right from that point <laughs> in my life. Go. It says you're not supposed to approach. What are you, wuss? Go over there. <laughs> Obviously, the one with the button is the smart one. He's st- staying put, you know. That's right. Really, I got the launch key right here in my hand. Nothing will happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my we, gosh. So we had several launch when you were closer than maybe you would like to be, causing you to say things about the other guy's mother. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you actually ever set any of them on fire? Uh, yeah. Uh, do you remember, you, you mentioned the Sprite, which I believe was a... Uh, fine product of the Estes Model Rocket Company. Estes Model Rockets, got to love them. Still in business. Indeed they are. There were two companies, Estes and Centauri. And I oh, think no. Estes actually bought Centauri a couple of years ago. Maybe more than a couple. I, I was an Estes guy. Um, whatever the hobby store had, I would be willing to put together and attempt to set on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I made the mistake of spending a lot of money and a lot of time building the Mercury Redstone. Now, this is a rocket that is, at the time, probably as tall as I was, about four and a half, maybe four and a half feet tall. And it even had the whole little gantry up at the top where I had to put all these little pieces together to make it look like the crisscross of the the emergency, you know, the little emergency rocket over top to pull the capsule away in case they had a problem at the, at the, at the pad, right? So I spent hours on this thing, painted it, made it look beautiful forgot one small detail you should always read the instructions on exactly which engine to use when you launch one of these it recommended using the model c64 yeah again what do they know well that's true but the problem is the a b and c size engines are all the same physical dimensions it's just how much oomph is in there and um i unfortunately used an a83 which did not have enough oomph so what happened, of course, was you pushed the button, you heard shh as the motor fired off, it cleared my three-foot-tall uh, launch pad, turned over, and, and, and embedded all that fine, fine, small piecework right in the ground. Oh. The rocket came back home about 18 inches long. I, uh, in my early experiments, I had to... A problem with that as well, where obviously not the, no, I kind of had the other problem. 
This was a, a, a Centauri rocket that was called the Taurus. And I'd spent a lot of time making it colors, painting it, and making it look what I thought was pretty cool at the time. And it required a C engine. And mm-hmm. I think I refitted the whole engine compartment so that it would take the D-size engines. There, there's a big difference between those. You know that, Goon, right? Uh, now I do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and my friend had one of those like cameras. like putting a V8 in the smart car. Yeah, pretty much. Uh my friend had one of those, uh, an old camera picture-taking thing. Oh, the Cinerock. Uh, it was the one that did that did uh, just the still photos. Oh, Camrock. Camrock, yes. He had an old one. It didn't cost him a lot of money, so he wasn't too angry with me, all things considered. But when, when we launched that and it went out of sight, as far as I know, it achieved orbit, and someday it will dock <laughs> with the space station. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, it's now on picture 8,000. just taking pictures over Kamchatka. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Zipping them back down to whoever reads that stuff here. Mm, some people who have a three-letter acronym. Had I known <laughs> where I'd be now, I'd have painted Goon 1 on the side of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, yeah, oh, well, but, but do you remember the big John rockets? Did you remember the the Estes had Sorry, big big, big John, John was rockets it? sounds like an adult film star. <laughs> big, <laughs> I, thank you. Big, uh, big get it out. The, the, take the a, big take John rocket breath. was an actual army missile, and Estes had a model of it, and it was pretty pretty large for for their rockets, like um, not quite two and a half feet tall. That was one of the ones where the the engine misfired and uh, uh, yeah, it burned merrily on the launch pad for a long time. Just saying. Very nice. I don't know if is that an Earth story or is that a fire story. That's a good question. I um, I guess well, we can count it as a as an Earth going to fire. Um, we could follow up with a fire on Earth, and that probably leads to me. Uh, amongst all of my other fascinations as, as a youth, um, I had a fascination with fire. Not that I was a pyromaniac, but I just thought fire was very interesting. And, of course, I did the things that, you know, most kids do when they're not supposed to do stuff. Like, write your name on the sidewalk in lighter fluid and then light it up. Seems so, like um, of course, you know, who doesn't want to see their name in lights? Come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm going outside right after this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an inspiration. Look at that. The hurricane's um, going to go, what are you doing out there? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there he goes. <laughs> yeah. um, so so I was, you know, playing with fire, as, as the saying goes, and um, up walking through the, the backyards is is, uh, is butt scrape Stuart. And, um, <laughs> he figures and, in and, a lot of these. Well, you, you know, I know, maybe that's what I should have figured out, is that he was really the problem all along. Um <laughs> So no, um, so so Stuart, you know, he's like, "Hey, how you doing, Crutch?" And of course, you know, my real name is not Crutch; it's Eustace. But anyway, <clears throat> I turn to wave at him, and I look up and notice my entire arm, from the elbow to the tips of my finger, is just one giant Statue of Liberty kind of torch. <laughs> and I thought, this is probably not good since I'm not feeling it. I figured nothing important has been lost yet. I quickly, you know, lie on the ground and rub my arm in the grass. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm I'm sort of an Italian guy, and and so the left arm was really hairy for about three weeks, and then the right right arm had all these little balls. 
where the where the hair had just melted to a little BB right against my skin. <laughs> Not really pretty, but you know, I just, what happened to you? Um, set myself on fire. You know, people just they have that look again, like gunshot. You know, <laughs> really? <laughs> Aren't you the kid who got shot? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but at least I'm not the kid who you know <laughs> scraped his butt. So. Or, or peed himself with the rockets exploding over his head. <laughs> oh, one eyebrow there. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so, um, so Goon, I'm sure you have a fire-related story. I, you know, later in life, I was a volunteer fireman, so of course I have fire. You're trying to make up for it? What? <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, I, I was in the Boy Scouts uh, with my cousin, the same, the same experimenter and early um, myth buster. Uh, we're, the, we're, seeing, the, we're seeing patterns here. We 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 are indeed. Um, we made the Boy Scouts used to have you make this little like a camp stove, you know, for warming your hands when you're out on a winter camp out. And you took a coffee can, and you took the old style can opener, you know, the church key kind that you had to use for soda cans before they had pull tops. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you would you'd make a bunch of those triangular shaped holes in the bottom, and you'd fill it full of twigs and stuff, and You'd light it from the bottom, and it would suck air in, and you would have a nice little stove. So nice, right? And you can play with fire a little bit, but, you know, it just just wasn't satisfying. And it just didn't generate enough heat. Of course not. So we decided that we needed to improve this. It needed, basically, more power. So we start looking around in our garage and think, what do we have that we can use as a better fuel? (laughs) because <laughs> you know the twigs they burn up too quickly they're and we found it. they're they're not and we found motor oil yay what um <laughs> i'm sorry um, what <laughs> yeah yeah motor oil and uh, uh we uh, we put the uh, um we put the motor oil in where the twigs went in the bottom of the the uh, stove and we tried to light it hmm. you uh, you ever try to light motor oil Never. Uh, no, for yeah, good yeah. reasons. Well, it's not the easiest thing in the world, and if you do manage to get it lit, it's very smoky, and it really doesn't provide any more heat than than the twigs did, and it provides a hell of a lot more smoke. Even if you pile the twigs on top of it, it's just it it just doesn't doesn't do what you need. The twigs make it a little less viscous, but that's about all. Mm-hmm. So we said, well, what we need is a little bit better fuel to kind of get the whole thing started. Right, to liquefy that motor oil and really get it burning. And it'll probably even burn cleaner once we do that. So whatever could we use, gentlemen, as a, as a something that was highly flammable, gave you a nice hot fire to heat that oil up. Uh, we did. We found something. Thermite. What? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Uh, so. uh, all, all good things, but we didn't have either of those, nor did we know about them. We did, however, have gasoline. Awesome. So no, we really. float, not not as, not so much. I learned later in life during my fire days that what happened was called a blevy, b l e v e blevy, boiling liquid expanding vapor explosion. Wow! Yeah. So you light the gasoline, and that burns really well. So well, in fact, it almost immediately burns all the paint off the side of the coffee can, which <laughs> probably released a lot of toxic. Uh, and non-green gases into our atmosphere. Um, and it does, in fact, heat the oil so that it will start to burn. Um, however, 
because the gasoline is lighter than the oil, it starts sinking down into the oil toward the relatively cold bottom of the can. And when the hot liquid hits the cold bottom of the can, it vaporizes and expands rapidly. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And it, um, it, uh, it, 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 it atomizes the oil, the, the hot, less viscous oil now. Um, and that, that whole little cloud of, uh, of atomized oil now uh-huh. has an ignition source. You, you, you've seen The Wizard of Oz, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, so when Dorothy goes in to see the wizard, he's got those things shooting fireballs on either side of the of the big head. Yeah, that's that's what it looked like. My my uh, my cousin and I, we had this. Um, we knew we needed a safe place to try this. Uh huh. So we went to we had a pond on our property that had a dam about oh, only six feet high, but it had these stone platforms on either side of it where you could stand and fish at the bottom of the dam. And we figured, well, there's plenty of water right there, and it's stone. Stone's not going to burn. We'll we'll put the we'll, we'll put the stove there. Good good thing, good thing, because the fireball had to be three four feet diameter. That's it awesome. Was, it was it was really cool. <laughs> How about you, Chief? Can you do better than that, ladies well, ladies and gentlemen? Um, while I was really enjoying that story, I found a wonderful YouTube video of a blevy. I will be including that in the show notes, and so you, you'll be able to you'll be able to enjoy because as he's telling the story, the timing was beautiful, goon. I got to tell you because as you're telling the story, it went up, and I went, "Wow!" Yeah. Now theirs was a little bigger than yours. They used something about the size of a small uh, railroad tanker car. Oh, oh, oh my! <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that'll be enjoyable. You'll you'll have a good one. So, chief, talk to us. I did not create a fireball. But I did create something else. So, uh, in my young scientist days, in my defense, <laughs> I I wanted to know what made those cap guns make the popping noise. And oh. as we all know, the material inside mm-hmm. is is gunpowder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, but, it is. But at nine years old, I don't know that. So I start cutting them all open, and I take a whole roll, and I get it, and I put it on a rock. And I'm like, man, this rock is fine. This is in my backyard. My backyard, this is the summer. Uh, we nicknamed our backyard the Bamboo Forest because bamboo was growing everywhere. There were dry leaves all over the ground. But I wasn't thinking about this. I was thinking, man, I have a whole bunch of this black material. Now, <laughs> this black how, material. <laughs> how can I make this pop really loud? I know. <laughs> 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 I will I will throw rocks at it. It's a rock. It's on another rock. I mean, yeah, rocks are rocks. It a, a spark will happen if I just do it in, enough times. It's it's just odds, mm-hmm. and and it did. Now what I didn't realize is that the popping noise would ignite the dry brush on the ground, and that that is when I got to see just how quickly you can <laughs> start a forest fire. <laughs> <laughs> So it uh, okay. it starts spreading really fast. I got my brothers in the house. I ran to find the fire extinguisher. When I come out, it had made it all the way to the bottom of the deck of our house, of which I was oh, just Lordy. I was just spraying profusely as black smoke to God. billowed. 
<laughs> oh, please God. Which, which sage is in charge of forest fires? <laughs> I, I don't all of them. Saint Smokey. Saint Anthony of Potash. <laughs> now, you, you have to realize this is in the middle of the city of Rockville. So... There were no, there were no fire engines or no fire trucks called. None of that. It was just, I mean, I they were I, just ignoring you. What? I don't know how much time passed, but I know that the black smoke turned to white smoke, and it continued for quite a while. And, and was, a pope was elected. <laughs> I was pouring water all over the place to make sure because I did. I knew about embers, so I, I mean, I wasn't completely, Look at you. completely. <laughs> Out of my... I started this fire, but by gosh, I know how to stop it, too. <laughs> yes, and, and when my parents came home and they noticed the house was a different color. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I don't believe the house was this color when we left. <laughs> gee, gee, was that side of the house soot-colored earlier today? I said oh, there was a fire. There was I a fire. Care of it. <laughs> That's nice. I love that passive voice. <laughs> Mistakes were made. Well, I didn't say who made mistakes or anything like that. Right. There's no use talking about who shot whom and who lit a forest fire. That's right. The important thing is the fire's out. <laughs> Wait, what? Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. So much fun with fire. We really, we really can't let water be left behind. We all have water-related stories. Mine was a bit embarrassing. Um, I was at a, a water park. Rather, uh, rather... Famous one in Maryland that's kind of fallen on, on ill repute. And um, they have, uh, you know, water slides with these, these big tunnel things where you, you get in and it slides you left and right and up and down. And you eventually end up in a big pool at the, at the end. Um, and as, as I've mentioned before, I'm, I'm not a small individual. I'm a little nervous about, you know, enclosed spaces. And was obviously paying more attention to my phobias than the instructions on how you actually pursue down one of these water slides. And the important thing is that you, you make sure that you, you keep yourself in a bowed position so that you're not making a lot of contact with the surface. Because even though the water is pouring there, when you get somebody with my kind of internal and external mass, um, you know, the water's not going to just pick your big butt up. So um, I got down about halfway and came to a screeching halt. And my worst fear is I'm inside a tube, <laughs> and they're they're not necessarily looking to make sure you poop out the far end, and <laughs> and and I'm going to have some guy come down, and he's going to crush my skull with his feet. I finally did figure out how to get going again, um, but you know I I lost half a slide worth of velocity, so instead of you know being flinged out like everybody else, I kind of dribbled out like that last little bit of toothpaste comes out of the the roll you know just gonna you know and uh and quite quietly got out of the side and off to the side and everybody's like well what took you so long and i said don't even ask don't even ask it was embarrassing there's nothing needs to be talked about everything's right. fine that's right nobody was set on fire this time i just you know everything's fine goon save me because I, I i i i have a i have a short one for you um, mine isn't really something that I did, but it does. Uh, it, it is something my uncle Bill did. So, just a quick background: Uncle Uncle Bill was a crusty Vermonter uh, who was That's a Marine. Redundant, isn't it? Well, not all of them are crusty, but he was. He was also a Marine in World War II. Mm. 
And uh, we are out <laughs> on a on a large lake in Vermont fishing, as we often got to do in the summer. And it was just he and I. And uh, um, the lake is big enough to be patrolled by, you know, the fish and game wardens. And as it turns out, the Coast Guard. Really? Yeah, they only have little small runabout boats, but but they, they come out and patrol as well. I guess like if the game wardens are on vacation or something, the, the Coasties will come in and do the work. I was I was thinking Coast Guard should be guarding the coast of the country, not the coast of the lake. I, I would have thought so too. Never about Russians on the other side. What you, you, you know? You know, my uncle. Look over. Of, there's no Russians. You know, my uncle kind of agreed with you. Awesome. Because uh, when the coastie came over and wanted to see our fishing licenses, which you know really wasn't his jurisdiction, but okay, then he wanted to see our personal flotation devices. Well. My uncle didn't have Coast Guard-approved flotation devices. He had May Wests that he got from the Marine Corps in WW2, the big one. <laughs> May Wests. That's awesome. I know exactly what you're talking you know, about. And they said USMC on them and everything. I thought they were cool as hell. <laughs> <laughs> and the Coast Guard guy starts giving him a hard time. Are those approved by the United States Coast Guard? My uncle looks him in the eye and goes, Son... Do you think the United States Marine Corps requires the approval of the freshwater sailors, the hooligan Navy? I don't think the so, hooligan son. Navy. <laughs> that guy, that guy slunk away and probably quit the Coast Guard that very day. That's he awesome. told him, "You people are all six feet tall because you don't go out in water any deeper than that, do you?" And I mean, and I have great respect for the men and women of our Coast Guard. Don't get me wrong. This dude was, he was a little pompous. He did deserve what he got. But man, is that a treasured childhood memory. I'm done. Cheap. Well, you know, speaking of going out water six feet tall, that, uh, that gets me to mine. When I was young, every summer, we would go to Hawaii to visit my grandmother. And she had beachfront property. So one day on the beach, he talks about us being privileged. <laughs> yeah, really. Jeez, dude. <laughs> okay, as I said, grandmother, not me, grandmother. So one day I decided I, uh, not uh, I was young. I was probably let's see, it was first grade, so six years old, and mm-hmm. and I decided, you know that that ocean seems to go out for a long time. Let's see how far I can go. So I'm walking, and <laughs> and I'm thinking, going. <laughs> as long as I can feel something under my feet, I'm okay. And I felt something, and then I slid into something. I said, huh, what is this? So hmm. peek my head, because water is clean out there. Under, and I go, oh, there's a car. And I seem to have got my foot stuck in a windshield. Well, I will just pull it a out. A windshield? Yes. Like like the glass and everything. Yes. So I started Ow. to pull, and it started to scrape. So I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. But uh, as time passed and the tide started to come in, I was like, you know, it doesn't matter if I want to or not. <laughs> I'd better get out of here. But I couldn't. So pulling or not, I couldn't get out. And uh, as uh, I am I'm now floating with my head up, and just uh, yelling, hey, I need help, I need help, help, help. To which my neighbor named Kainoa came running <laughs> out of his house, jumped in, I saw him dive under the water, 
all of a sudden I could get my foot loose and I was like, you know what? I now hate water and have never gone back <laughs> in <laughs> willingly. <laughs> and that would be the end of all water. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh my. That is impressive. I, yeah, I got to give you that one too. Well, mine usually involve me almost dying, killing others. Or, you know, it's it's amazing. Every every time I think about those things, I'm like, and yet I'm still here. It's all it's all grace, man. And and I mean, what do what do kids do now for fun? It can't be as much fun as what we did. It just can't be. No, but most of their fun is is all indoors. It's it's staring at tiny little screens. It's you know hacking the neighborhood Wi-Fi. I mean, that is fun. <laughs> just, just to throw that out there. Not that you're, not that you're condoning it or admitting to taking part in it or any of that kind I of stuff. I have disclosed to proper authorities that I have done such things. <laughs> well, <laughs> now it's not important to okay, say so, who so, did what to who. <laughs> so now, now you're not only doing it; you're bragging. <laughs> that's no, great. that's not what I'm doing. Just saying it. It may have happened. A lot. Just so, a bit. So, with that, everyone, be happy that you're alive. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you could have been us. Yes. And and take it, you know, everyone is supposed to learn from your elders. Well, some of us may be your elder, and one of us being me may not be. <laughs> take, just, just take it from us. Ooh. Together oh. we got enough years to date back to the Civil War. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Take it from us. Don't be stupid. Good night.